Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 33. It was published in November of 1939. On the cover, there's Batman swooping down on some people in a yellow roofless car, and they look terrified. So the comic proper starts out with Batman's origin story. Yes, here it is, the very first iteration. How Batman came to be. So we see Bruce Wayne and his parents, and he's like a little child, and they're out walking, and some guy in a blue hat comes up to them, and he's all, give me your money, and your necklace, Bruce Wayne's mom, and then Bruce Wayne's dad is all, how dare you threaten my wife, and then he lunges at the guy and gets shot, and then Bruce Wayne's mom is like, oh my god, you've killed my husband, and then she gets shot too. And then Bruce Wayne kind of just stands there going, Oh, father, mother, you're dead. And then he escapes off screen. So the next panel is him, like, swearing vengeance down on his knees, praying, crying a single tear. So I will get revenge uh, by beating up all the criminals. And then there's a little montage showing how he did it. First, he became a master scientist. And it shows him wearing a white coat in a room with some fumes. Then he became a master athlete person, and it shows him in, like, blue wrestler's outfit lifting a huge barbell. And then it shows him in, like, his living room, smoking his pipe, as he does, um, going, Alright, I'm, I'm awesome now, I can beat up criminals, but I gotta pick a disguise so they won't know it's me. Something to really scare them. Then a bat flies into his window, he gets scared, he's like, oh, it's a symbol. I'll be a bat. And that is how Batman came to being. The last panel is him on a rooftop with his, with his cape up looking like bat wings surrounded by a bunch of bats. Very cool, Batman. So the adventure in this comic starts out with Bruce Wayne walking around in the downtown area. And then he and some other people look up in the sky and they see a blimp. And the blimp starts shining red light down on them. And when the red light hits, the buildings fall apart and all the buildings are falling on people. And then the blimp says, we are the Scarlet Horde and we want to rule the world. So, you know, give that to us. And then Bruce Wayne starts like helping people out and people are being put in ambulances and stuff. And then he goes back home and he listens to the radio talking about the attack from the Scarlet Horde just to get more information, I guess. The rescue work is still going on, and thousands are dead, etc, etc. I guess it wasn't that interesting. But Bruce Wayne thinks he knows who did this, who was behind this scheme. So he goes into his secret panel in the wall and comes out in his fancy chemical laboratory, which he has now, and he looks up some information on people to see if he can like find out who this is. And he's like, oh, the person working on these red lasers is this guy... Professor Carl Kruger, who was recently released from an insane asylum. Um, just an insane asylum, because Arkham doesn't exist yet. Um, he suffers from a Napoleon complex, which I know nowadays means that he's short. But I think in this one it means he thinks he's Napoleon. So Bruce Wayne suits up in his Batman suit, grabs his rope, gets into his high-powered car, the one with the really long engine, and he's off to Dr. Kruger's last known residence. When he runs around, his cape bunches up like bat wings. 
Once once he gets there, he, you know, looks in Dr. Kruger's window, and there are a bunch of people dressed in old French army outfits with the bright red shirts and the belts across their chests, and just, like, at least three different pictures of Napoleon. I guess he was an inspiration. And there are four people in there. This Kruger guy, he's got, like, three henchmen, and they're talking about how they're going to rule the world one day, and how they're going to attack again in three days. So after, you know, the, they get briefed on their incredibly dangerous mission, Mr. Kruger is just sitting there alone, and he looks exactly like the picture of Napoleon he has on the wall. He's wearing the same red shirt, white stripy belt thing, and blue coat, and he's got, like, one curl of black hair on his head. I guess he decided to become Napoleon because he looks like Napoleon already. But Batman comes in, and he's like, you're the guy behind the blimp that killed everyone this afternoon. And, and Dr. Kruger's like, the Batman! So he does know who Batman is, um, as most people seem to notice. So Batman bursts in the room, he throws a battering at Kruger, but the battering stops right before it hits him in the face. And Kruger's all, ha, do you think I would just sit around in my house without protection? There's actually a sheet of bulletproof glass between us. And then somebody pulls back the Napoleon picture. There's a big hole in the wall and they reach their arm out and club Batman in the head with their gun. He's stunned enough that he can be tied up. But Dr. Kruger decides not to finish the job. He's just going to tie Batman up and he's going to leave him in this building so that when the bomb they have in this building explodes in five minutes, Batman will also die. I, I don't know why. I guess he just wanted to blow Batman up with the bomb. But you should never leave Batman alone because in the time he's tied up, he's able to cut himself free with the steel knife he keeps in his boot and jumps out the window. And as he's running away from the building, it explodes. But he's alright. He's gotten far enough away. But he does seem to be slightly affected by the blast. It was very hard day's work for Batman, so he goes home and takes a day off. I was going to mock him for this, but taking breaks where you can find them is important. So the next night, when he's feeling back to tip-top shape, he goes and visits one of Dr. Kruger's henchmen, and he, like, grabs him. He just, like, tells this guy he's still around and alive, and he's gonna get them or something. And this guy gets all scared, because he doesn't want to face the Batman. So he jumps in his car, and he drives off to where Dr. Kruger is. And Batman didn't know where he was anymore since he moved house. Um, and Batman follows him in the Batplane, which now has, like, a big, super-realistic bat face on it, which is... Kind of funny, but also kind of creepy. So once Batman knows that he's gotten to the right house, he smashes one of his gas pellets. It's not choking gas this time. This time, it's smoke, and smoke starts to billow out of the airplane, and people don't think he's an airplane anymore. They just think he's a big black cloud of smoke, and they say, oh, it looks like it's gonna rain. So Batman is able to sneak in under his dark cloud disguise and lower himself into the building on one of his ropes. Inside the building, uh, Dr. Kruger is briefing some of his other henchmen, not the same ones as before. They're wearing different outfits and they've got their faces covered. And Batman throws in a bunch of his choking gas and they start choking. And then he's able to jump in and shoot their machines with a gun that he has. So once their machines are shot and exploded, he goes over to their blimp and he starts attacking it with an axe. But before he can get a hit in, Dr. Kruger shows up behind him. He's still dressed like Napoleon. And he shows up behind Batman and he shoots him in the back and Batman falls over, bleeding. 
And Director Kruger's like, ha, so funny. I'm going to go kill him with one of my death rays now. So he goes and he leaves a guard to guard Batman. And he gets one of his death rays and he starts shining it at Batman. And Batman turns into just a pile of ash on the floor. Oh no, he's dead. But then, what is this? In the next panel, you see Batman climbing up to the Batplane on a rope. And when he gets to the Batplane, you see he's disguised himself as a guard. He's taking off his mask that the guard was wearing. Then he gets home and he's all like, good thing I wore a bulletproof vest. Yeah, that was a good idea. Good job, Batman. And then he explained how he escapes to people who couldn't follow context clues while lighting up a cigarette because some people didn't know cigarettes were bad for you yet. Then he spends the rest of the night in his chemistry lab making a mystery chemical. And the next morning he sprays the chemical all over his bat plane. Then he's ready to go out and fight Dr. Kruger. So the next day the blimp comes back and all the citizens are terrified. But Batman is there to take on the dirigible. And he flies his Batplane dirigible to try and puncture it. But then it releases its own little plane to hunt Batman. Batman isn't deterred and he flies straight into the dirigible and explodes. But Batman's okay. He, he got in the parachute and he's able to get out just fine. But the guy in the plane, oh no, it was Dr. Kruger. And Dr. Kruger wants to kill Batman. So he starts ramming his plane right towards Batman. Batman is able to evade him and lasso his plane. So he gets rid of the parachute and he starts climbing up his rope towards the plane. He gets onto the wing and Kruger tries to shoot him. But Batman throws his choking gas and Dr. Kruger passes out and the plane starts crashing. Then it crashes into the harbor. But Batman's okay. He managed to escape. Later we see Bruce Wayne again listening to the radio talking about how Dr. Kruger's body has been found in the harbor, so I guess he won't be coming back. And finally, our last page, The Batman appears only in Detective Comics. He must be very popular. The end. Sorry about the audio. I wasn't recording with my good mic, and I'm not changing it now.